All right, Leftovers at Midnight, episode whatever the fuck it is, uh, with our guest Zach Johnson, a.k.a. Zachy J, former unclean vocalist of Icy Stars and Outer Glow. Welcome to the show, Zach. How you doing? What's up? How you guys doing? Doing good, doing, doing good. good. Doing good. Glad to have you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It's gonna be a really kick ass episode. We're very psyched. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So how is uh how's everybody's uh week, last few weeks, month, year been so far? Oh it's it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week for me. Uh I upgraded all my PC parts and Hell yeah. I have not been happier since World War II. It's been great. World War II made you happy? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, yeah. I was Peace great. was afterwards. So, all's good, well that ends well, right? Good fucking point, uh, dog. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys can... I mean, I can talk about the specific parts if you guys want, but, like, the, the, the easy explanation is that I essentially doubled everything that I was using. So, like, my processor is at least twice as good. I've got a twice as fast graphics card and I've got way more storage and it, everything just fucking works now. So it makes a huge difference in games like Call of Duty when you can actually see textures in higher than 8-bit. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not running it on a fucking... Frames. You're not what running it on a TI-84. What sensitivity do I play on? Uh, I've got... I think my... I think my mouse DPI is at like 4,000. So I'm a little twitchy. Oh yeah. That's, I forgot that most people, real gamers play with, with uh, mouses, not, not controllers. <laughs> real gamers with, with the fucking mouse. Pro gamer moves. Pro gamer moves. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I got a controller, I'm a controller guy. Gotcha. Um, if I'm playing something fast paced, like call of duty or like apex or whatever, I use a mouse and keyboard, but if I'm playing something like halo, I'll use the controller. Like, yeah, it, it just it depends on what I'm doing, but Grand Theft Auto too is good for controller. Yeah, it really oh, is. Yeah. See, I play that game on mouse and keyboard. I do both, which is weird, yeah. but it. I mean, it works. But yeah, uh, actually, thanks to Robbie and Alex both, uh, I had some initial issues with my first attempt, like putting the new build together, uh, and I think it took what maybe like three hours altogether to get everything like actually working. <laughs> yeah, I call you. I, I was helping you work. <laughs> I I think it was somewhere around like three hours, but uh, the first couple times I I tried to boot everything, it just wouldn't turn on. Uh, so I ended up giving these guys a call and figuring some things out, and then I just unplugged all the cables, unplugged everything else, and started from the bottom, worked my way yeah. up, and then just boot and okay, Drake. Worked. So <laughs> now we're here. Now we're here. Alex and I, what you would call fast. big brains. Oh yeah, yeah. Big brain moves only. <laughs> five head shit, dude. Not four head. But... Five head. <laughs> Nine yeah, head. The, uh... All five. Oh yeah. You got about twenty there. Bro. Alex doesn't have four or five head. It's just head. <laughs> yeah, it's just head. It's just head. It's the only head he gets. <laughs> oh boy, there it is. I was waiting for. I was gonna do it. There it is. I'm glad you did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the that's the highlight of my year. So 2021's over for me. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. about you, Kyle? What uh, what's new with you? I mean, bro, everything's pretty much the same. I'm just chilling, working on my company and all that good stuff. Uh, we finally got our bank account. That's a nice thing. Nice. That's and, exciting. Uh, oh yeah. So today we we we're testing something. It's a little different. 
I wasn't really for it, but you know, I said screw it. Uh, we put we put ads in the newspaper. <laughs> mm. Okay, you know what's right? gonna happen with it's, that, right? You're gonna get a lot of. It's old gonna people. get bundled up and used to start a fire in a grill. Either that, or it's gonna be <laughs> someone's bed mat. Yeah, right or next to the or Doug's gonna be pissing and shitting on it. Right next to the obituary, yeah. <laughs> hey man, you know, I'm good with it. Uh, it wasn't that much. It wasn't as much as I thought it was gonna be. And I was like, okay, screw it. It's a fun little test. If things don't, you know, if we don't get any extra traction from it, I'm just gonna keep blowing us up on Instagram, sending out a newsletter, yeah. and uh, just doing things like that. You know, you know, free marketing. Oh, uh, but yeah. From aside from that, just chilling, having a good time. Good man. I'm Sick. glad to hear that. Hell yeah. Oh, well, Alex. Okay. Um, so my week has consisted of trying to get a new graphics card, which, uh, oh, here we go. Horrible, 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 horrible. I, uh, got to the point where I bought one tonight. They took the money out and then they canceled the order. Oh, so you actually no bought one. No graphics. I actually got to the point where they took the money out of my cart. How much? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Was oh, yes, it over twelve hundred or under twelve hundred? It was a thirty ninety. You wasted your fucking money, and I'm glad they gave it no, back no, to you. No, no, no. I want to hear it. I want to hear it because of how long we've been hearing about getting a thirty ninety. I want you to tell us how much you spent on that card. No. Yep. Not happening. I'm going to guess twenty three hundred. <laughs> it was less than that. No, okay. I'm gonna guess thirteen. Less than, two. less than two. It's less than two. You overpaid either way, so yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. It's that subtle flex. He could. He could have. He so did. you got blue balled by a graphics card. I did get blue balled. <laughs> Think new egg. Don't sponsor us. Oh man. Don't worry. Uh, well, anything else? Graphics card. Oh yeah. yeah, they're heavily overpriced now. Yeah, because of and now they're scalpers. just out of stock and overpriced. <laughs> well, this is coming from a guy that doesn't know shit about computers. I, I just use user friendly shit, so word. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> For that, whatever works, right? Yeah. How about you, Zach? What's new with you? Shit, man. Uh, I just got back from North Carolina visiting my daughter. I hung out with her for like five days. Um, we went bowling, trampoline park, all this shit that you're really not supposed to do during the quarantine. And I kind of got an earful via text from her mom, but, uh, yeah, I don't really get to see her that often. So, uh, I'm gearing up hopefully to move back down there one day, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I've just been making beats, going to work. I don't know, man. Watching a lot of Netflix, whatever you can do whenever, uh, I work in a restaurant, so, like, whenever the hours aren't picking up, like, there's some t- days where I'll go there, and, like, I'll get, like, literally, like, a two-hour shift, and I'm just, like, sweet. Oh, Jeez. shit. Damn. Wow. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. Just hanging out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my parents are actually in North Carolina right now. Um, my, my dad got into a car accident. We were up there a couple months ago for Christmas. Well, actually, it was last month. And my dad got into a car accident while we were up there. So his truck was being repaired by the dealership, so they had to take a rental back down here to Florida just to drive all the way back up to get the car. And they're fucking coming home in a few days, and thank God that truck is fixed. They've had so many Mm -hmm. problems with it. (laughs) So many fucking problems. 
Damn, I'd say I'm jealous of you living in Florida, but I feel like it's kind of just like walking through a giant, like swampy cloud because it's always just so fucking moist. Yeah, swamp yeah. ass is a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> swamp ass originated in Florida. Not even gonna fucking lie, yep. dude. Like, it's a fucking problem. There's just yeah, cups actually... of water in your underwear. I mean. Not that Maybe much. Some more deodorant. That's a that's a you problem, Alex. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, if you can get cups with an S of water out of your underwear, then maybe you should go to a doctor. You should probably see a real doctor about that. Yeah. Bad yeah, don't get an Eric for this one. What's that? That he's probably got a bad case of hyper hyperhidrosis. If that's the case, <laughs> could be. Yeah, <laughs> could be. There's an app for that though. It's fine. Probably It'll is right. called fucking Google <laughs> and WebMD. Yeah. Oh yeah. Too much yeah. water coming out of my asshole. What's wrong with me? <laughs> you have the death. Yeah, you have the black plague. <laughs> <laughs> Forever box. Dysentery. <laughs> Dysentery. Anthrax. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, the usual. COVID. I mean, it's 2021, so anything could happen at this point. Yeah, you never fucking know. Did you guys see? There's a third mutated strain of COVID they found in LA. Great. Yeah, yeah that's fun. it was called like SRB7, I don't know what the fuck, dude, some like letters and numbers. It's fucking Resident Evil. It feels like Probably. it. Fuck, yeah. it feels like it. Bro, why do you think fucking I bought a new gun? One. Bought a new gun to kill some zombies. Hell yeah, dude. Kind of got, got a rail mount on the bottom, bro. I'm going to you know put a little laser on that, play like real Resident Evil. Let's go. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, shit, shit, at this point, I feel like that shit would at least be a little bit more exciting than just sitting at home watching Netflix. Like, I know. It's better than VR. That would really test humanity. So oh, yeah. Shit, you know? Have you gotten bored of watching movies? Why not be in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not go commit just... genocide with, on zombies? Yeah. What kind of gun you buy, Kyle? Control. It's self-awareness. What kind of gun you buy? <laughs> uh, M&P Shield. Nice. Yeah, uh, Is that your uh, first-hand gun? Uh, yeah. You have a CWP? Not yet. But I'm getting one. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. Me too. Dude, ammo's so hard to find for nine millimeter. I'll say, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I have a box. I how much you want I have for a it? box. I don't know, but I have a full box ready to go. So how many rounds? If you need? I, I don't know, like forty. <laughs> Least I don't. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll tell you about it later. He's like, that's <laughs> not enough. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I need God. a drum round, <laughs> bro. Straight up, the only thing I could find is is like bulk buying like round like a thousand rounds, and they're like almost a thousand dollars. I'm like, nope. Yeah, just I don't get got, a fucking I don't banana clip while you're at it. Like, yeah, you'd yeah. have to get one of those, you'd have to get one of those Resident Evil things where like she shoots them and then drops the clips and like just or maybe that's a, I'm thinking a Tomb Raider when she like shoots yeah. them all. Yeah, like, just, yeah, you have like the speed down. loaders. Man, that yeah. shit would be cool. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> fucking cool. That'd be uh, so much fun to just play with. I've so never shot a handgun. You never shot well, a handgun? No, when I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty handy with a rifle and a shotgun. Like, I'm pretty sure I like killed it on the clay pigeons and shit when I was like 12. <laughs> but I haven't, so, I haven't shot since I was a kid. But yeah, I'm come sure to Florida. I can it. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It'll I be mean, right. knowing my dumbass, I'd probably just get like. If I did get a handgun, I'd probably just get an obnoxious one, like a big ass Magnum or some shit. Oh Something fuck yeah! <laughs> oh, knock you on your ass while you shoot. Like intimidating to look at, so I never have to actually shoot somebody. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> like when people buy shotguns, you can just and they're like, 
Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll yeah. leave. Bro, goodbye. You win. I'll leave. Goodbye. Bro, it's just the menacing sound of that pump. It's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's just <laughs> evil sounding. Yeah. This this is I got some buckshot in this bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I promise you it's loaded. Just I just, trust me, okay? I'll spread your leg butter, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Bury you right here. Listen, I was planning on painting the walls, but not with you, okay? Yeah. Just go. <laughs> Don't mi- I just got the Don't walls replaced. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kyle's job is to destroy drywall. Oh yeah. <laughs> Drink hey, a monster man. punch walls. I'm just saying it was a good business move for a while. But <laughs> where's the monster when you need it? It just it hurts a lot. I mean, funny enough, actually behind like all the stuff on these walls before I got everything redone in here, uh yeah, there was holes in the walls. Not because of me, it was because this used to be my brother's room and Is his name yeah. also Kyle? No, his name's Mike and he's he, he used oh. to be quite aggressive. I love him to death though. Fucking Mike. How man. the numbers are all adding up. Yeah, dude. He used to beat up on you? Or vice yeah. versa? Vice versa. Okay. I'm I mean I'm I don't want to get into the story because it's not my place. But uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's one hell of a barber now. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he found he's his, his own barbershop. Yeah, dude. He's a dope barber. Maybe okay. I'll come back sometime and I can, I can have him give me a nice fade. Hey, man, that's a specialty. There you go. <laughs> his specialty is the, uh, the Florida fade. That's what it is. <laughs> See, that either means <laughs> like fight to the death in the street or get your hair cut in Florida. So, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's, it's a 50 50 shot. Like, you guys have seen that meme of Tom Brady and it's like, um, hey Tom, how's Tampa? How's, I can't even fucking how's Tampa treating? He's exactly. like, oh yeah, we'd just be cool and jit. And he's got like Kodak black hair and like fucking the photos all photoshopped where he's got a grill in. I was like, <laughs> okay, oh, but, no. But why does it work? That's the, that's the best question. Why does it work? I was yeah. almost everybody from Tampa calls someone a jit. Oh yeah, <laughs> is it? I thought like it's just a high school thing. I don't know, no. dude. I've asked people that like that exactly. Yeah. It just means like it, younger person. Yeah, yeah, like a like a younger like scrub. Just JIT a JIT. Yep. Yeah, JIT jit. or GIT, one of the two. Git. I think it's JIT. JIF. I think it's JIT. Is it the JIF GIF? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, us Yankees don't say that shit. You're from New York, which. Are you from New York? Hell no, I'm from Michigan. Alice, oh, what's up? That's yeah, where the other half of my family's from. They're all from Benton Harbor, Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. I guess when you say Yankee, you think of New York, but a yeah. lot of people down south, like they if you live anywhere past uh West Virginia, they consider you a Yankee. Yep. <laughs> back uh back in my redneck days. Yeah. You've came on the last week. You have Bro, camo bed shut sheets. Up. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I got camo bed sheets, three cowboy hats, five belt buckles, six trucker caps, and like four pairs of boots down here. That doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> Alabama no. has entered the chat. That ain't mean shit, boy. <laughs> that don't mean shit, boy. You know where I come from. I'm from good old Ocala, Florida. You don't know nothing, boy. <laughs> Ocala. Where's my dip can at? Oh, you're from Ocala? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Can't you tell? Oh, hey man, I left that I I'm left sorry. that behind me a long, long time ago. Yeah, I just because it's behind you in your chair doesn't mean it's actually behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a difference, I mean, right? I, I'm not gonna lie, I have a hoodie over here on the side that does not fit me anymore, 
but it has a little pouch just for your dip can. Keeps you are such a fucking hick, Kyle. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, bro. You got you, you have like that like that like plastic water bottle that has just the brown juice of saliva just oh bro I'm, I'm i shit you not uh i literally threw one out in my truck that's probably been in there for like three or four months probably longer than that it's probably been there for like three or four years <laughs> you haven't even had that truck that long what the f- have you bro everything everything migrated from my old truck into this truck. Actually, well i've only had the truck for two years <laughs> so <moved> everything <laughs> Yeah, everything picked it up and put it in the new one. Yeah, I need that dip can. I need that dip cup. <laughs> I need these cup holders. Yeah, hey man, I got the I got the messed up gums to prove it. I made the mistake of going to a store called Rural King. That's like, oh, it's like heaven. red redneck heaven. Yeah, yeah. And oh, like, yeah, I yeah. went there originally a couple of years ago to buy a handgun. I was like, all right, uh, security guard where I work told me to buy this one. They have it here. I'm gonna go take a look at it. And there's just like people walking around with fucking like wide mouth board Gatorade bottles full of like brown dip, dip spit. I'm like, oh, why? why? And then I realized I was at Rural King, which is fucking Hick City. Like they sell guns, live animals, like fishing gear, hunting gear. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they sell like yeah. baby chickens and stuff there. And like chicks, I'm Y'all like, have any- Y'all have any Confederate flag banana hammocks in bulk? <laughs> yes. Hell yeah, they do. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I'll, I'll, I'll 15. Check People it out. Fucking They're right sm- next to the John Deere's and the sister blow-up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> They're snarling at you on your way back. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're from the South, you can just do that yeah. noise. Yeah. That was a good old mating call. You know, you do that. You pick a girl up out of bars, good old dive. And, uh, you know, Take next thing we do another, you're in your truck, you're making out, tongue slip in the ear, clean that thing out real good, nice. And, yeah. It sounds uh, like a weird dream that you had with your sister. This sounds, this sounds awful. No, nah, that was just me in high school, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, not even going to joke. Oh, okay. Dude, the vice president used to come up to us, or the APs used to come up to us, and he's like, he kept me one day, he's like, he whispered in my ear, this is a true story, too. He's like, you're a little deep in there, aren't you? I'm like, Yeah. Just middle, <laughs> middle of the lunchroom. We had like an outside like lunch area. We were in like the middle table of that. It was wild. So give me, let me get this straight. You, your girlfriend at the time, you were tongue punching her ear. Yeah. I was tongue punching her ear after I got done tongue punching her throat. It was, yeah. Word. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was wild in my young days. I think she, she could probably hear real good. <laughs> she could. Cleaning out all the winners. Yeah, yeah, thank God she never did it to me because I couldn't hear half the things she said. Well, your mom's an ENT, so you learned how to clean ears, I guess. I did. <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta, you know. Well, well that's you pull for some reason. Tool. But yeah, man, you use like this little eardrop stuff, cleans everything out real good. Yeah, I put mineral oil in my ears, dude. When I when I went to an ENT to get my too. ears cleaned, he's like, "Huh?" I was like, "Is that bad?" He goes, "Yeah." Um. He, t- he tried to pull some, it's going to kind of gross, like a layer of earwax off my eardrum. Yep. And it hurt so bad. Oh, I had to put mineral so oil on my ear or like in my ear like twice a day for two weeks. Yep. And it Ugh. still hurt when he pulled it off. I was like, no wonder my tinnitus is so fucking bad. Yep. I still oh, have problems damn. after getting my ears cleaned. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I have that. I have like an actual like medical solution for my ears because I have like, Every, I mean, everyone knows I get um, eczema on, my, on the sides of my hands and whatnot. Uh, but it happens inside my ears, too. I found out. Didn't realize that. You got eczema? Yeah, that'll, 
feel your pain, dude. I have ex- I get eczema just on the bottom of my uh, like underneath my bicep. That's the only place on my entire body I get it. It's fucking weird. See, I usually I just yeah, get it on like the side of this hand right here, and it's either it's usually either from like stress will flare it up, and certain um, uh, fragrances like in like in soaps and things like that, which makes it hard. For, I have to wear gloves now when I do my job because I make candles and we handle a lot of fragrances and things like that. So. That was you know, probably causing the irritation. Have a hard time with uh, body wash and shit like that. Like, just yeah. use like baby body wash. That shit fucking. Yeah, yeah I go mm-hmm. to some. Um, I get stuff from this company called Honest. It's all uh, non scented, like super organic. They use like oatmeal and stuff. It's just, dude, you f- I get their conditioner. I get everything. I feel like a baby when I walk out. I'm like, woo! Let's so go. So you're a Target shopper? That's where, that's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's where they get it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my cousin's worked for me like one time. I, oh, not right exactly. I use it all the time. So you go to I Target. Just, <laughs> I think I've been just, to Target I, a total of like 12 times in my life. 12? I, I heard he was talking about 12. what's in that body wash. And, and I'm just imagining a scenario where he like meets somebody like, ooh, what kind of body wash do you use? You smell organic. I use oatmeal. <laughs> like, <laughs> take it real close up on him. It's fucking reeking with eucalyptus. <sighs> I use Quaker whole oats. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but like oh, baby man. shampoo and shit, that stuff's amazing. Like I have to bathe mm-hmm. my uh my little corgi with um baby shampoo because no other kind of soap or, or shampoo works on him because he just gets so itchy and I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you, you spoiled little brat? So I have to go I've by Dr. Bronner's. Dr. What? Boners? <laughs> no. I just I just heard him say, I ha- I have to wash my like I thought it was just gonna be like, yeah, I wash my <laughs> With, with, uh, with yeah, I wash my, my balls with it, you know. <laughs> so there nice I was, one ball hog in hand. Yeah. With, with all the swamp ass, yeah. <laughs> Get one of those hand towels valley. and just start rolling them back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> like that How scene, you from, get the uh, cups out from fucking yep. Meg from a Family Guy yes. where she's like uh, drying herself. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking love that show. Flossing, it's good. Flossing your taint? Okay. It's like a walrus flossing. I know what you said. Okay, I'll make sure you heard me. I know what you said. We're just not trying to acknowledge it. I know what I said, though. I don't know what you said, honestly. We don't. Don't repeat it. All right. Illegal. It's inappropriate. Family-friendly show. Yeah, welcome to my Christian Minecraft server. Yeah. And that's my line. What the fuck? Bro. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Eric, I've been uh, hanging out with you too damn long. Like, dude, I've I've picked up on so many of your damn mannerisms. You're welcome. <laughs> so, you guys got some questions for me, huh? Yes, yes. I was just gonna get yes. to that. We do this out the window for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Robbie, I would love for you to go first. I was about to say the same thing. Come on, Mister Fanboy. Mister Fanboy, he says. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm not gonna ask all three of the questions I have at first. Um. So we can just kind of go in a circle. Or right. fucking whatever shape. Good old circle uh, jerk. Yeah. So um, before we ask any questions, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on and your side of the story. For people who don't My know. Side of the story. My side of the story of what? Of uh, your uh, departure from My IC Stars. Departure. Okay. Well, it's a long story, um, but I'll try to make it as short as possible. I'll buckle um, up. So around, I'm trying to think of what year it was. Basically, uh, I ended up getting my girlfriend at the time pregnant. And then I w- at first I was kind of just like, 
yeah, well, I'll still be able to tour this and that. And it kept it got to the point where like they kept on they kept on like bringing up all these tours and stuff that they wanted to do. And it was right after my daughter was born. And the reason why the reason why I didn't want to do the tours had nothing to do with like, I mean, at that point she was an infant, so like she probably wouldn't have even noticed if I was gone. But uh they just kept they kept on wanting to do tours with all these bands that we've already toured with, like The Word Alive and and uh like we've toured with The Word Alive so many times in the past and like it pretty much none of the tours were tours that like would have made us have any gains really. Like the when you're in a touring band, it's like you want to tour with bands that you've never toured with, so potentially their fans will start listening to your music or things of that nature, you know? So eventually uh we ended up playing the show in Mexico and the night before we did a whole bunch of uh, illegal substances, no snacks and whatnot, and uh, got super drunk. So the night after that, or the day after that, when we played the show, I was like ridiculously hungover. I felt like shit. So like I drank probably like a good, like half and a quarter of a fifth of fireball Ooh. before I played. Yeah. Like, before going on to any of this, like I don't drink anymore. I'm I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, that actually that actually is a huge part of the reason why I'm not in the band anymore. Uh, there's several stories that have to do with that. Like uh, one time, I got really drunk and started wrestling all the guitar techs from Of Mice and Men, and uh, like apparently I was just fighting really dirty. Like some like I'm pretty sure I healed this one kid in the face and like in the nose. And like he was bleeding from the nose. Austin Carlisle stepped in and like pinned me down to the ground. And like I didn't want to look like a bitch. So like I I grabbed him by the wind tunnel and like squeezed his throat and like pretty like violent shit. Uh there was a couple of shows. There was a couple of shows that like I just got way too wasted before I played it. And like it's not that I didn't scream well, but I was just acting a fool on stage. And it was very obvious that like I just I wasn't acting professional. Like in my mind, I was just like, oh, I look like a badass rock star. I don't give a fuck. But like realistically, like there was probably other people that were just like, this motherfucker is weird. Like, what the fuck is he doing? And um, yeah, so on their side of it, I do believe that like my alcohol abuse had a large, a large reason why they wanted to let me go. But the reason why I was so salty at first is because like they didn't really like come out and just say, Hey dude, like, like there, there had been multiple times where they'd be like, yo man, like you really need to like take it easy. And like, I would take it easy for a little bit, but like when you're an alcoholic, like once you pick it up, you don't put it down, you know? So it would get worse again. And, uh, the reason why I got salty about the way they let me go is because like they practically left me in the dark of like letting me go of the band for like almost like a year and a half. Like we played that show in Mexico and then next thing you know like i'm going to check the band email to see if uh i'm going to check the band email to see if we have any upcoming tours or like if we're going to record again or what and like i go to check the band email and the password got changed so i asked the bass player jeff or whatever and i'm i'm just like hey man i can't get into the band email like why why can't you uh like why can't i get in did you change the password and he's just like no we didn't change the password no we didn't change the password that went on for months uh Eventually, before you know it, I get a text from Devin and he's just like, hey, just so you know, we're dropping an acoustic album uh, next week. 
blah, 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 this and that. Like they didn't invite me to Michigan to uh, have any part of recording it, this and that. I mean, obviously at this point, I pretty much knew that like I was probably not in the band anymore, but they continued to just like drag it along. With that being said, also like super unprofessional whenever it came to me, like getting my royalty checks and things of that nature, like I knew when they would get them and whenever, whenever they would get them, like they would always send it to me like weeks, if not months later than they were supposed to give me my cut. And then uh, I guess after they finally mustered up the courage, like they basically just gave me a group phone call and basically we're just like, yeah, man, we're kicking, we're kicking you and Jimmy out. Like we, we don't want to continue. We don't want you guys to continue being in the band anymore. Uh, so like, the way that they tried to promote it in all their interviews and stuff like on warp tour, like they tried to go about it being like, being like, Oh yeah. Um, like we just had creative differences and like pretty much tried to make it like as mild mannered as possible, which from a PR uh, standpoint, I completely understand. But then I would go on to like, to like see these interviews and stuff. And like some of it got under my skin, I guess, but yeah. I, and like, I don't know, like there's this one interview where like, where Devin was just like, yeah, like Zach's in this new band Outer Glow. Like me and Zach are really good friends. Like we're, he's still my best friend, this and that. And like me and me and this kid never talk. Like he was just, he mm. was just, saying, he was just saying all this shit to make himself look good. And like, that kind of made me salty. And like, realistically, it took me a long time to admit and to admit to myself that I was an alcoholic, A, and B, that that's probably the reason why they like pretty much forced me out of the band, which is understandable, dude. Like I was a mess. Like I was partying way too hard. I understand that. I just think that after you would be in a band with people for fucking 10 years that they would just have the balls to man up and just be like, listen, dude, your drinking has become a problem. Like you fucked up a couple shows. Like sometimes you get violent. Like we don't want to be around that. Um, I just kind of wish that they were like, I guess in a sense, like just not so cowardice about, about it happening. Like I just wish that they didn't leave me in the dark and that's kind of what happened. And all the shit that they did in the interviews, I mean, like, they were very good at masking it. And, like, I still care about those dudes, so I didn't want to, like, sabotage them and, and like, come out right after I kicked out of the band and be like, oh, well, fuck those guys. They, they left me in the dark. It's just like, no, man, like, we're not friends anymore. We, we don't talk anymore. The only person that I hung out with a couple times afterwards was uh, the drummer, Andio, which was basically the reason that I joined the band. But, uh, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much my side of the story. And their side of the story, I guess. Damn. Word. Damn. <laughs> so um, I have other questions, but just based off what you said, is like your, your feeling at the time when you were um, let go, we'll say, um, is that where um, the song Shadows came from? Because the song was oh, yeah. really good, but it was you could tell it was very like emotional and raw. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like that song actually... I did a guest vocal appearance for this this uh, local band called Guard My Ways, which at the time, at the time was uh, he was like this one kid that threw a house show in North Carolina when I was living down there. And this one day, I ended up going over to uh, his house, and he sh he was showing me some demos of his band, and he was like, "Yeah, man, like you should do a guest vocal cover, I guess, whatever." Because blah blah blah. Here's this song with Zach from Icy Stars. Try to give them some whatever give him some hype for me being on the track and then uh eventually i kind of like stole their guitarist and like did the 
therefore farewell thing like i was just like hey me and you should start a band like this kid was like a crazy guitar player like the type of kid that can do like metal sweeps and just like a ridiculously talented guitar player so i ended up trying to start a band with him and then he ended up kind of losing it uh he just like got super hard into drugs like we were all living on in this like kind of flop house type thing where like all these kids from college and shit would come over every every single night was like a rager like just half gallons smoking blunts and shit like that and uh he ended up getting kicked out of the house so then my roommate at the time chris uh he was just like all right how about me and you just start a band and that's how outer glow came about basically so yeah that song that song is about is about icy stars and like yeah i was a i was a super huge drunk mess when i wrote that song i, I listen to it nowadays and i'm just like and eh, the little beats and shit in it are pretty cool, but it's, it's kind of a poor written song. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the most like emotional and raw songs always they sound the best to me because you can just you can feel it through that. Definitely a lot of pain behind that track for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Understandably though. My <laughs> first uh, actual question for you um, is just, have you noticed your passion for music has kind of lowered at all? Have you lost some of that since you're not uh, in a touring band anymore and you're not working with a whole group of people that have that kind of fame, I guess. Oh, no, like not at all. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you're in a band, like the thing about IC stars is like every single member of that band, like we all knew how to use like DAWs and shit. And we all knew how to write demos. And like, we all would pretty much like every single one of us could write full songs. So it pretty much was just like, we would all write songs and then whichever ones made the cut made the cut. But, uh, I never really had I never really had any uh like freedom when it came to like lyrics and shit like that. Like I pretty much was just like the hired gun basically. Like I could scream and like I would pretty much scream their lyrics. Like I think mm. on the entire on the entire album of New Demons like there might have been like one song that I wrote the actual lyrics to. Like the Oliver, the Oliver brothers are very very protective of being the people that write the lyrics for it. Like mm. So nowadays, nowadays, now that like I just have full creative control, like, I don't know, man, like, I wouldn't say that I've lost passion for it. Like, I still have the same passion for it, but it's, I just do it for myself nowadays. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like go all over social media and like post shit all the time, like trying to promote it. And like, I have no, I have no aspects of like trying to tour again. If there was some band that was like really successful and they asked me to, be the vocalist and like i knew i was gonna get paid enough to support myself and support my daughter then sure i'd probably go back on the road and i'd probably do a better job because i'm sober now but uh yeah, yeah I, I haven't lost passion yeah. it's just it's more so just like eh. it's in a different direction yeah it's just like i just i just do it for myself like i'll always write music until the day i die it's just i'm not really as thirsty i guess yeah that makes sense though yeah everyone's got to grow up sometime right true uh, yeah very very true it's true uh, who wants to go next? You, uh, well, you mentioned earlier um, how you were listening to that song and you were you're like, I like the beats about it, but I don't care for the words that I wrote. Do you ever listen to any of your songs afterwards at all? Uh, you ever put it on and, you know, driving in the car, you're like listening to your own jams or anything like that? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing to be honest, because like, I like I truly am like that's why I'm so passionate about my own songs that I write is because like I just know for a fact that I'm my biggest fan like I love the work that I do 
I don't expect any of it to blow up, but I, all the stuff that I write nowadays is like just right up my alley. Like the stuff that I make nowadays is more so just kind of like hip hoppy, like pop, like post Maloney type shit. It's super cookie cutter type stuff, but like, I still try to make like, no matter what, like just my style of writing is very like melancholy. Like it's, it's always about sad shit. So like, for some reason I like to make songs that are almost ironic where like the beat sounds super happy, but all the lyrics are like sad. So like, I don't know, like, I like my music to confuse people, kind of. <laughs> I like that. It makes sense, though. It's good. But to answer your question, I mean, yeah, I listen to my own music all the time. <laughs> I, mean, I, I listen to my music, too. I can't even lie. It's, it's a thing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if you don't love the shit you're doing, why even do it, you know? Exactly. That's fair. That's makes exactly sense. Fair. Eric, Kyle? Uh, so I can go ahead and ask the big question. Um, this was just kind of something that I thought of on the fly. Um, but when, whether it was with, you know, one of the groups that you worked with or with your own music, um, when, when did that moment kick in that you realized it was going to like take off for you as far as, you know, whether that's like financially taking off or like popularity wise, like when did that kick in for you? And if you can just kind of walk us through like what that was like. Word. Okay. Um, well, like we used to always play this uh, venue called MySpace Cafe back when <laughs> MySpace was open. Wow. So like before that happened, all the local bands and shit used to play at like VFW halls and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. and it would, and like nobody would make fucking any money from it. Like there was never, there was very rarely would like a national act come through and play those shows. Like it was mm -hmm. literally just like only local bands, you know? Yeah. So we started playing this uh, venue called the MySpace Cafe. And then it got to the point where like, we pretty much just became their house band. And uh, we played every single weekend there. Like we would go to school during the week and then we would play a weekend and like almost every single show we would play, like it would always be sold out. Like it was like a huge community of just like people that like, dug our tunes kind of like it was weird. And then eventually once they moved to a couple of venues and like they actually got like this, like it was like this abandoned factory, they turned into a venue. Then they started playing, uh, like they started having national acts coming through, like such random ass people. Like we played with a mirror, like we played a show with fucking Afro man. It was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, that's one of my claims to fame. <laughs> that's cool as shit though. But uh, yeah, so we ended up playing the show with a mirror and their lead singer saw us play. And he ended up like contacting Sumerian Records and they sent an ANR out to come see us. And um, I guess at the moment that it really hit me was kind of like we were in the uh, record label owner, Ash Avelson. We were in his house in California. And that's kind of when it sunk in when I was just like, holy shit, like we're about to start touring and stuff. And uh, it was weird. Like we recorded our first album and then I quit the band for a year and a half for ironically, the girl that I'm with now. and. Uh, we ended up like I ended up joining back in the band. And like when it really, really hit me is when we went to go play Warp Tour. Like I was working at Del Taco at the time and literally three days later on Warp Tour, like when I rejoined the band. So like That's I guess the true the true moment, the true moment when it hit me when I was like, oh, this could actually be something is like when I was like looking at when I was looking at the crowd of like hundreds and hundreds of people at Warp Tour, like that's when I was just like, oh, this shit's real. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome, man. Okay. Right on. That's right fucking on. That's dope, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I have a question that I kind of thought of like three questions I ago. Like, yo, 
if it comes to anything that has to do with like substances and shit like that like i don't i really don't give a fuck talking about it like yo like i used to party probably harder than anyone you know so like i have thousands of stories like if you're don't feel uncomfortable asking me about that if that is one of the questions just saying it is that i love how you nailed it right on the head it's just like everyone had like really upbeat questions i didn't want to drag us back down that rabbit hole but no. that's one of the things that interests me mainly because uh a lot of my cousins and like people and friends in my like not in my family but have surrounded my family i've seen them go through that i've seen people go through it i've seen people die uh so it it interests me and my question really truly to get down to it is so in the music industry specifically sure so what really bring a, a, a lot of artists um you know either have alcohol addiction or drug addiction what do you think really like how, do, how does someone fall into that while they're in the music industry and touring and things like that Oh gosh, man. It, it's so easy. Um, well, first off there, I mean, like there's so many factors to it for me. It was like, for me, it was just like, it's funny. Like there's a lyric in one of the songs from Icy stars that where it's just like, basically like, uh, the party's over basically, but like, you're still doing it really. It's just like, mm -hmm. for me, it was just like the easiest way to fall into it is because like, once you get like quasi established, like, once we're in like the bandwagon or the bus or whatever like that, it's like people think it's so cool to just hang out with like these so-called rock stars. Like everyone, everyone thinks that these people up on stage are rich and shit like that. It's like, dude, it, it's all just, it, that's not real. Like mm -hmm. the person, the way that they act on stage and shit, it's just, it's literally acting. Like all of it comes like, it's just all of it's free, man. Like people just come up on your fucking bus and like, here's a half gallon of Jack. Here's a half gallon Damn. of fireball. We brought a half ounce of weed to smoke with you. I have some cocaine. Do you guys want some ecstasy? Do you want some free shrooms? Do you want some free acid? And, and it's just like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> free. I'm like, I, at the time, dude, like, cause like there was definitely a point in time where like, where my partying, like I was going hard every day, but it was because I was celebrating us killing shows. And I was, I was celebrating, like, I was just like in the limelight, like my version of the limelight. So like, I feel like it's super easy to fall into because it just becomes a habit where you do it all the time. And then next thing you know, you're waking up in the morning and you're, you're drinking just to get rid of your hangover. And then once you start drinking, it's just like, it's just part of the rock star, like the rock star lifestyle, man. Like that's why I'm like crazy, crazy envious of like motherfuckers like John, John Bon Jovi and stuff. Like he's just famously sober and like, he's, he's always been sober. Like he just doesn't do it. And like, I think that that has a, a, a huge part, uh, for, for artists longevity. I mean, look at, look at how many great artists have been taken from addiction. I mean, that's fair. Fucking Amy Winehouse and shit. Like it's just, it's just part of the, the, uh, music industry, like culture. I mean, it's just like you play a show and then after you play the show, everyone goes to the bar, people buy you free drinks. Um, I, th I think the hugest factor is just like, you, you don't have to pay for it, man. It's just, it's just handed to you. It's just sat right on your lap and shit man if anyone is offering you free drinks every single day for like months at a time and then next thing you know you're home and you go to the bars at home and all your friends are like holy shit you just got back from tour i'm i'm buying you drinks and it's just like i barely ever had to pay for it man so like yeah, it yeah. was super easy like i don't know man but also like i i'm a firm believer that like i feel like the addiction gene is a real thing and like i unfortunately i was just one of those people that was born with it man like because all the other dudes in IC stars like would look at me and they're just like, dude, you're an alcoholic. Like you, you need to stop drinking so much. And like, I would kind of look at them like they're crazy. And I'm just like, 
motherfucker, you drink with me every single night. Like yeah. you're drinking right next to me. Like I don't have a drinking problem. Like this is just what we're doing. And then I got to the point where it was just like, oh yeah, now I'm fighting people and shit, fucking slapping people in the face, breaking their nose and shit. It's just like some people can control it. Some people can't, man. And unfortunately I was born with that gene that I just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, man, that sounds fucking, that just sounds rough. It sounds shitty. Uh, I mean, an issue is an issue and addiction is an addiction. It's, it's something that ends up kind of, you know, controlling your personality, controlling your life. It's just, it's hard for people to escape and break from and hard to see that they have that issue. And I mean, really, truly, that's what sucks about it. That's why I just don't like it. I mean, given my dad, he was an alcoholic. Uh, now he's sober. Thank God. Uh, that brushed off on me when I was younger. And I mean, I kind of, but I mean, I had, I was going through a huge depression spell. I mean, my fiance cheated on me and it, it, it was, it was an issue. Uh, so, I mean, I was just curious how it kind of goes down in the music industry. I don't know if it was linked to a lot of depression or if it was just cause ease of access and things like that. Oh man, so, I can, I can, uh, I can empathize and sympathize with you on that. Like literally, uh, like basically right after I got kicked out of icy stars, um, my baby mama, like we were gearing up to get married and shit. And literally like a month before we were supposed to get married, I caught her cheating on me. And after I caught her cheating on me, like she basically was just like weeks later, I ended up going to see her. And, uh, she basically was just like, yeah, like the reason why, the reason why I did that is because of your drinking. Like I didn't want to be trapped in a relationship with somebody that's an alcoholic. Like I think that like her, her family too had struggled with addiction and especially her being surrounded uh, by that when she mm -hmm. was younger, like it terrified her. And like, yo man, like I get it. Like it's one of those things where it's like the step or whatever. Like I'm not even on that step yet. Like you, you got to go back and like try to find everyone that you wronged from your addiction and like pretty much tell them, tell them, yo man, my bad. Like that wasn't really me. And it's yeah. hard. For people, it's hard for people to understand, man, because like really like, you'll never fucking understand unless you're an addict. And like, like all I can say is like, dude, you, you gotta be, you gotta empathize with them. Like if you don't have that trait, you'll never know what it's like. Like exactly when you right. first, when you, when you first, like when you first stop quitting drinking, it's just like, it's rough to even like drive down the street and like see a liquor store. Like in Michigan, there's fucking liquor stores like every two blocks. And it's just oh, like yeah. driving down, wow. it's just driving down the street. And I'm just like, Oh shit, it's fucking everywhere, man. Like that's another reason that's I mean, another alcohol because like it's so easy to get a hold of, you know? I mean, especially mm. uh, I mean, that's a not talk shit about Michigan or anything, but in, in a place like Michigan or Indiana, man, that that's all there really is to fucking do. <laughs> that's true. That's yep. true as well. It's part of the Michigan, it's part of the Michigan culture, man. Like every like there's thousands of people in Michigan, I'm sure, that are alcoholics that don't even fucking know it. Because like, I mean, you can be an alcoholic and be functioning, but the yeah. at the end of the day like if you if you drink beer if you drink multiple drinks every single day without a rest like dude you're an alcoholic like if you got a killer ass job and you got it under control that's dope but it's gonna suck when you got dialysis and you're dying of liver cancer yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I'm i mean that's and unfortunately for me like that's the that's what it would have turned into so i mean like yeah yeah man like i checked myself into rehab and shit um and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like I'm not perfect. I've I've had a couple relapses, but uh, yeah. Like I'm I'm back to the, I'm back to the track where like now I'm almost I'm almost like a month sober again, and it's just like, dude, it's a rough road. Addiction is yeah, definitely good. Congrats, man. Yeah, man. Good on you. That's good. I mean, I'm just glad you know you saw what was happening. You saw light, and uh, you're out of it. But 
Now I kind of want—I want to do sort of the the conversation a little bit. It's, I don't know. I don't know if it feels yeah, it's getting heavy, but heavy. We, we can we can uh, ask some lighter questions. But I just uh, want anyway. to get out there, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully, <laughs> what? I I was gonna say you're good. Like, so, hopefully, uh, my question isn't uh, dark. But what happened with Outer Glow? Because your fucking your record was amazing, and I needed more of it, and it's not there. Where is oh, it? That is interesting question, and I am more than happy to tell you that. Uh, so basically, like me and the relationship of the other vocalists was just very, very strange. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna talk a whole bunch of trash about the kid because I'm better than that. But to be fair, it got to the point where I just realized that. I didn't really think that he was a good person and I was going down the deep end after uh, my baby mama cheating on me. I was like, I was very, very deep into alcoholism at the point. And I was living in the house, like the house we were living in had fucking mice crawling through it. It didn't have air conditioning in it in North Carolina. That shit is no bueno. It's fucking hot as shit. Um, it was just like, uh, and like things kind of cleaned up here and there, but uh, also we got, we were trying to shop around for labels and stuff like that. And like, we were getting tour offers and stuff. And a couple of the other bandmates were basically just like, yeah, like they all had really good jobs and shit and they just didn't want to tour. Like they were just like, Oh yeah. Well, like, we can't, we can't go on tour unless like we're going to make, unless we're going to make money. Like I got bills to pay this and that. And I pretty much was just like, dude, you don't understand. Like if you want to start a band from the beginning and, and get like recognized and eventually get signed and shit like that, like, you have to tour and get paid nothing and eat nothing but McDonald's and shit. Like for IC stars too, like it wasn't just like overnight, boom, we're in a fucking bus. Like we had to bust our ass for fucking four or five years before we were even in a bandwagon, you know, like it's, uh, it's not for everyone, man. The tour, the tour life is really hard. And I just feel like they wanted to kind of just be hometown heroes. And, uh, that really wasn't where my head was at or my heart. Like I really just wanted to like, give it one more shot and like i ain't even gonna lie man like i kind of dipped on them like i was i was fucking super super not happy with what was going on with me and the other vocalists like i kind of thought he was a very toxic person especially for a person that's an addict uh there were there were times where he would like take advantage of the fact of like me being an alcoholic like whenever he would want to do something and i didn't want to do shit like he would just be like he would know I'd be broken shit. And he'd be like, Oh, well, if you do this, like, if you come with me here, like when we get back, like on the way back, I'll buy you a bottle. And it was just like, dude, of course I'm going to do it. I don't have any alcohol. I need it. Yeah. I, at least I thought I needed it, but like, yeah, he would yeah. do fucked up shit like that. It, I ended up just losing it, man. Like I ended up losing it and I fucking just came back home to Michigan, man. Like I just, I was at my lowest low. I hit rock bottom and I had to come back home to Michigan just so I could be with my family. Um, it really sucks that I don't get to see my daughter. I mean, like for a time, for a time there, like it was going. So like her mom would have her for five weeks and then I'd have her for five weeks. So I'd still see her all the time. But uh, once school started this year has been super rough with the pandemic and shit too. So like, I've barely gotten to see her this year, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I miss outer glow, like outer glow, the guitar players for outer glow. They were some of the most uh, talented musicians I've ever worked with. Uh, the two guitar players, Paco and Candon, they're just ridiculously good at guitar. I loved writing with them because normally in other projects that I would try to start, I basically had to do everything because 
like even the one kid he was really good at playing guitar but he couldn't write for shit so like i would have to like pretty much play a shitty version of it and then he would just like clean it up but both those dudes like i would pretty much just like make some electronics and make some drums and shit like that and they would just throw like killer-ass guitar shit over it i miss that man uh outer glow was sick and i really wish that it would have gone somewhere but i kind of I feel like me getting older has a lot to do with it too. Like I was just like, dude, I already lived the life for 10 years touring around the world, playing shows and shit like that. Like I have a kid now, like, am I really going to starve for fucking years and years over and over again, just to get that small five-year run of my band being cool again. It's just like, it's a lot more, that lifestyle is a lot more hyped up than it is, man. Like, like I said, everyone thinks that those people are rich. Like they're not, man. Like, even the most successful people in like the metal scene and shit like that, like pretty much have enough money in their bank account to like have a normal house. Like nobody, the only motherfucker in the scene that was ever balling is fucking like Franz from Attila. And it's not because of his music. It's because he's a social media genius. Like he knows, he fucking knows how to, he knows how to promote like a motherfucker. And like, that's why that motherfucker's paid. Yeah. Like, cause trust me, dude, like you can't tell me that you feel something in your heart when you hear a fucking song that says, let me let me get a Newport now and shit like that. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I get the appeal, I get the appeal to it, but like, no, dude, like that record ain't winning no Grammys anytime soon, homie. Like it's fucking, <laughs> yeah. like it's all fucking smoke and mirrors, man. Like I hate to like ruin little scene kid and like I don't know emo kid, scene kids, whatever the fuck you call them nowadays. Like I hate to ruin their dreams, but like, dude, playing in the type of band that Icy Stars was in, like it's it's no fucking walk around the park. Like a lot of the shit is rough touring year round is not fucking easy like you got to stay healthy like you'll go out there and play if you don't stay healthy it's hard to stay healthy when you're partying every day like eventually you just get burned out man word that's understandable uh, it's a good answer that's a really good answer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah alex so um i, I kind of have a question we'll go a little bit off track here but when you first learned how to scream, did you teach yourself? Uh, did you take lessons or did you teach yourself and then take, you go ahead and answer that. Okay. Uh, it's such a cliche answer, but like, I guess like I kind of just like try to do it and I could like, I didn't really like, I knew that was coming. So like, fucking I didn't, lucky. I didn't, I didn't like analyze like other screamers or anything like that. Like, Cause I, before I joined IC stars, I actually used to kind of be like their little like roadie friend and shit like that. Like, because the, the four members that are in it right now are like the original four. And then I joined in later and then the other guitar player joined them. But, uh, the main thing why IC stars ever put screaming in their music is because of the Michigan based band called Chiodos. Uh, wow. I, what, yeah, what we used to I... do, what we used to do is like, before we only had a before we only had like a couple songs that we wrote like we would have like three of our originals we played and the other two songs that we played at our shows were Chiodo's covers actually uh we what I'm trying to think of what the fuck songs they were um we used to play one song which is a super old school song that you can't even find the original version of it anymore but it was called Expired in Goreville you might be able to find it on their pure volume if that still exists but uh and then other and then uh I think the other one is called like world's best friend or some shit like that. I, I, like once they, once we started playing that, they were like, okay, well like none of us know how to scream. Like Devin didn't want to try to scream. Devin played guitar and sang at the time. He's like, I don't want to try to scream. Like, I don't want to fuck my singing voice up. 
So this one practice, I tried to scream and I could just do it. I wasn't really like that great at it. It was like just starting off, like over after 10 years of doing it, you learn different techniques and shit. I don't, I don't know all the technical terms. People call it fry screaming, whatever. Like I just tried to do different shit with my voice. But um, yeah, so after that, that year for Christmas, my mom got me the synthesizer, uh, the Micron that, that I used to play on and I joined the band and the rest is history. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. (laughs) Man, I I started learning how to scream when I was like 14. I was listening to an All That Remains song and I was like, I want to do that. And I I couldn't I couldn't do it for like a fucking year. But you know, I'm 24 now, so ten years later or whatever the fuck, I've learned certain techniques and yeah, it's it's not easy. So you are one lucky motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, like I used to just do like the uh like the false chord type shit. Like me too. Like see man, like I don't even I don't even scream anymore because like I just sing now and I'm not trying to fuck my voice up. So yeah. like I don't even scream. Like there's like a handful of people that have asked me to like do features or whatever, like to scream on their tracks. And it's just like in order for me to like completely fry out my vocals again and like have to take two months for that shit to like recover, like I'd have to get a pretty decent chunk of change to like, just put my project on stop. So like, I just, I just don't do it anymore, man. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I enjoy listening to my old screaming shit. Like I I think it's cool. Like I jam out some old school, icy stars here and there just to, (laughs) just for memories. memories. But after listening to that kind of music all day long, fucking for 10 years straight, dude, like I I can't even lie to you. Like I don't even listen to metal more anymore, man. Like the only metal that I really listen to is like, shit that wouldn't even really be considered metal like i'll listen to some like a day to remember and shit like that but like their yeah. shit is mostly pop punk you know what i'm saying Florida boys yeah still yeah, the good bro. stuff it's still <laughs> yeah it's still the good stuff bro it's like a oh, fine yeah. wine it gets better with age yes sir <laughs> sucks, man. icy stars icy stars only toured with uh, a day to remember one time and it was throughout the year and a half when i wasn't in the band i was so oh, pissed. Oh, that fucking sucks yeah i would have been I know, I know that a day to remember like will always be like the hometown heroes of florida like those motherfuckers will saw a show out overnight. <laughs> yeah. Wage Wars oh, yeah. coming up too. They're local ish. Yeah. Dude, I love that track that they just did that they uh just had with marshmallow and shit. Yes. Um, yeah. But 100%. that's what I wanted. Like, because like I see stars wasn't even supposed to remain like metal and shit. Like when we came out with our second album, we were trying to make the transition into becoming more of like a like straight radio pop punk band. But uh our fucking record label was just not having it. Like when we played the uh, Jimmy Kimmel live show, like we wanted to play like this one song that we have called uh, still not quite enough, which is like a straight up, just like pop rock, like boys, like girl type song. And like, they were like, no, you have to play a song that has screaming on it or else your fans will get mad. And I was just like, bro, that was our one chance to like play a song in front of the entire fucking United States where like we could have like changed our demographic and probably sold a ton of fucking records. But like, they just wanted us. They just wanted us to like be kept in that pocket, I guess. Yeah. So then we fucking wrote the heaviest album we've ever written. After that, <laughs> drank. Hell yeah. And then, and then just made it even more heavy, and then, <laughs> then now it's just like whatever it is now. I don't yeah. know what to call it. I've got a <laughs> a new demons uh, basketball jersey I picked up at Warp Tour one year, and it doesn't fucking fit me anymore. I look, I look like a jackass in it, <laughs> but that was a good record. Yeah, that's that's my favorite out of all of them for sure. Probably because I scream the most on it. 
It's just my, <laughs> it's just my, it's just my ego kicking and being like, this is the one that you were on the most. This is your favorite. This is yours. <laughs> your magnum well, your child. Well, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of their. New <laughs> there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple of uh, songs on Treehouse that I like a lot, but for the most part, yeah, New Demons is my favorite shit. Sure. Hell yeah. What you got, Eric? Well, I got kind of a more of a music scene related question. Right. Um, I, I guess I should probably preface this with like a an easy question beforehand. Um, were you personally involved with any like contract signings um, as far as like record labels or like deals or anything? I'm not super familiar with the industry. Oh, but... Yeah. OK, absolutely. Um, OK. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, when we signed to Sumerian, like. I actually really feel bad for the music industry now and, and all the all the up and comers that are trying to get through it. Uh, I see stars was super blessed to uh, jump into it at the time we did, because as far as my knowledge is and as far as other bands that I talk to, they don't even have like signing bonuses and shit anymore. Like I tried to yeah. I tried to talk to. Uh, I forgot what label it was. I think it was Razor and Tie about signing Outer Glow. And I was talking to the guy and he's just like, He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you're the guy from Icy Stars. He's like, yeah, signing bonuses don't happen anymore. He's like, bands don't get signed anymore, like, unless, like, you're pretty much already making profit. Like, unless, like, you've dumped enough of your money into it to already have a couple albums and, like, you're selling merch like a motherfucker, then the label will come in nowadays and they'll put some money into promotion. They'll get you a really good producer to make your shit sound dope, things of that nature. But when we got signed, uh, yeah, like, I read through the contract. We all pretty much sat in a circle and read through it. And until we sent back the, uh, the docu signed email that, uh, eventually got signed or eventually got signed by all of us. But yeah, uh, we got lucky. And like, when we got signed, we got like a 40, $40,000 signing bonus, which Ooh. was fucking sick because we were, yeah. still, we were still playing on shitty ass line six cabs and had fucking used guitars and all this different shit. And, uh, so yeah, we, we blew, we blew like we blew that money quick, man. Like we got a van, we got a van, got a new trailer, got all new equipment, and then whatever the rest was, like I think we each we each like I mean shit, we each took a grand. So that's fucking six G's gone right there. And then fucking the rest of it was just was just uh Yeah, man. It all it all like and it's weird though, because like it no matter what, like you you gotta think of a a record label like a like a bank almost like yeah. Even if they give, even if they give you a $40,000 signing bonus, like it still gets recouped. So like all mm -hmm. that money, like it's sweet to have that amount of money. Like, but all that shit is just money that eventually we're not going to get from our record sales basically. So yeah. Okay. That's just, how, yeah. That's, that's just the belly of the beast, you know? Yeah. I gotcha. So I guess, I guess the second part of the question that I had was because I know you've been involved with different projects. Um, if there's been like more than one contract that you've signed or that you've been a part of, um if if you don't mind you can give like the rough explanation um but what was the worst contract that you kind of fell into and how did you end up getting out of it huh um huh or if well, there was like, any weird like fine print that you had to avoid no there was never any, there was never really any fine print that we had to avoid um the worst the worst contracts that i was ever handed was all these like super small indie labels that were prob that were pretty much just like from reading the record deal like even like the village idiot could read it and be like this deal sucks so like 
as far as Sumerian, um, no, man, like they, I feel like their, their, uh, contracts are pretty fair. I mean, split 50, 50, when it comes to record sales, uh, we, we get all of the revenue from our, from our merch. Uh, I'm pretty sure they took a cut of the merch from, from, uh, that was sold in hot topic and shit like that. But for the, for the most part, Sumerian, uh, even though I really, really do not fucking get along with, with, uh, Ash Avelson, me and that dude, me and that dude butt heads several times. I thought I, I thought I was the shit. And like, there's a handful of times where I've told that, where I've like put that motherfucker in his place. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's, that's another, like, I don't know with that being said, like, this is kind of off top, like not really off topic when it comes to contracts, but, uh, in my opinion, that's kind of why, that's kind of why, uh, I see stars like kind of hit a peak when it came to new demons and then never really like got any bigger because like record labels still have the power to like strongly suggest things for you to do. Mm-hmm. And I see stars were the motherfuckers that just never played ball. Like we gotcha. would always disagree with the agents. We would always disagree with, with, uh, with, even even like small shit like we would like try to say like okay this is the album this is how the track this is it should go this song this song this song this song this song like Sumerian would literally just like disregard what we said and just like release it release it in the order that they wanted like and we would continuously just be like no like it's got to be like this it's got to be like this and like eventually like they they're the ones that are distributing it like they have the power to just be like fuck you we're putting it this way and like after I listened to it the way that they put it I was just like, yeah, this this is the correct order. Like, this is how it should mm-hmm. go. But like, okay, just, to say that to say the least, uh, a couple of the guys in in uh, I see stars are very very stubborn, and I think in the long run that kind of hurt them. Like, if you would have if if you play ball more with the record labels, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be more uh, not liable. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're gonna be more excited to like promote your shit and dump more oh, money yeah, yeah. into your shit. Like, if you listen okay. to that. And like, dude, these motherfuckers have been in the industry long time. Like Ash Avelson, like he used to be in a metal band and shit. Like his metal band was kind of successful. Like they know the ins and outs of the industry. And I just feel like, uh, I just feel like we were very stubborn about it. And like, that's kind of why like they came to a standstill to say the least. Okay. I gotcha. Right on. And like, who knows? Like they might not even say that they're in a standstill, but I'm telling you what, I've seen them play live uh, after I left the band and there's not as many kids as there was like that i remember like we used to play we used to like sell out shows and shit like that and the shit ain't happening no more and yeah that's what happens when you're an asshole and you don't listen i guess i don't know you're welcome <laughs> for my money <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i, I think got ash should be, ash should be thanking you for his money in the uh fucking bends that he's driving oh <laughs> god should be, thank, should be thanking icy stars and asking alexandria <laughs> oh, i, I mean yep <laughs> you nailed it buddy you <laughs> fucking nailed it <laughs> That's another band though too actually that those motherfuckers are just straight rich like yeah fucking, that's, those motherfuckers are paid oh, sure. oh i'm Damn. sure dude um they're yeah, i'm pretty sure that their top first, i'm pretty sure their first album like went platinum or some shit oh yeah that plus, shit that's plus a, they're uh, selling all those records in the u.s and an equal amount in fucking uh the uk that's one th- that's another thing too like you think oh like we have this huge following in u.s we're gonna go over to Euro- europe and fucking sell out shows and be ballers fuck no dude we got paid a hundred bucks a show in in europe and fucking Ooh. maybe like playing in front of like damn like, it's like playing sold out shows in america and then you go over to uk and you're playing in front of 15 kids in germany 
it's fucking weird. It's like <laughs> kind of like starting all over again is what it sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah it's dude, a whole different like, circuit. Yeah, like I mean the word the word alive has a decent following over in Europe now, but those motherfuckers have toured there so much. Like now they have a following after touring there multiple times a year for fucking like six years or some shit. Wow, it takes Damn. forever. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean Europe. Europe is a interesting place, to say the least. We got <laughs> we got some characters. I'm I'm afraid of I'm afraid of German people. <laughs> yeah, you, you get a story behind that. <laughs> oh, I got I have two stories behind that. Shit. <laughs> so we go to play this uh this venue in Cologne, Germany. It's the first day of the European tour. It's us for the fallen dreams and the word alive and upon a burning body. Um the first fucking day of the tour, one of the dudes from For the Fallen Dreams got drunk as fuck and thought that somebody stole his MacBook from the green room. So he proceeded to take this large ass Buddha statue at the top of the stairs in the green room and throw it down the stairs and shatter it all over the place. And apparently it was like a $2,000 statue or some shit. So that got us all banned from the uh, venue in Cologne. And Mm -hmm. also the first night of the venue in Cologne, I got so blackout drunk from drinking absinthe that I lost my passport and my iPhone. I ended up finding my passport from the bartender. Dylan Richter, Dylan Richter, oh. Dylan Richter, the lead singer for the Fallen Dreams, tried to fight my guitars and me at the same time. The then, we, then I talked him out of it. He later on proceeded to get into bar brawl inside of the venue, and also the <laughs> fucking the uh, the security guard, the security guard terrified me. Like I was in the green room drinking a beer, and I threw the beer in the uh, trash can, and this big ass muscly German dude, straight skinhead dude, like shaved head, fucking six foot tall, three hundred pounds. He reaches in the garbage can and pulls out the beer bottle and he just goes, Heal in Germany, we are a cycle. And fucking slams it into the fucking recycling bin. And I was just like, Okay, these motherfuckers hate me. <laughs> yes, Damn, sir. That's, that's the first story. And the second story. <laughs> I was fucking thinking that. The last, yeah. day, the last day of the tour was also in Germany. And this huge ass German dude, like, Something like everyone was drunk. We ended up getting into this fucking street fight. I didn't get into the fight. All the other motherfuckers in the bus were fighting, brawling with these motherfuckers uh, on the street. This big ass dude punches the tour manager, which was like some uh, Swedish dude, I think. And his face literally just his nose was flattened and he was bleeding all over the face. Super fucked up. Next thing you know, again, Dylan Richter from For the Fallen Dreams comes in. He fucking runs into the uh, bus and grabs a beer bottle and everyone else, everyone else fucking seems to think that it's a good idea to grab a beer bottle too. And next thing you know, I'm standing in the fucking uh, doorway of the bus looking out and it's literally just a beer bottle snowball fight. Oh my God. <laughs> All these motherfuckers just chucking uh. each other and like, I was just like, yeah, I ain't getting into this shit. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm going to take a rain <laughs> check. The guitar player from uh, the word alive, Zach, he ended up getting fucking hit in the back of a head with a beer bottle and it fucking broke open the back of his head. Oh and the thing that's fucked up about it is it wasn't even from one of the German dudes. It was a friendly fire. Like, oh my God. Some drunk motherfucker from the bus like went to go <laughs> throw it at the German people and fucking just pelted him in the back of the head. Oh, what the fuck? So yeah, man, like I ain't going to tell my story about Montreal, but fucking to say the least, like my two, fi- my two least favorite places on the planet Earth is Germany and Montreal, Canada. 
Okay. Kind of want to know the Montreal story, but it, it, if it's not time to play, I get it. I get it if you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll just I'm make respect a, that. I'll, I'll just make it super short. I ended up, like, we were down in the green room, and, like, I was single at the time. Some girl, some girl uh, ended up, oh, this kind of, this story actually kind of ties into a small story with Maddie Mullins as well from Memphis Mayfire. But uh, this girl, like, ended up just, like, she was she was into me, and this girl ended up just, like, whipping, whipping her titties out at me in the <laughs> green room. And like I ain't gonna lie, they were pretty nice. So I was just like, "All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's take care of this." We ended up uh, uh, going, we ended up going up into a little side green room and like whatever. We were fooling around and shit like that. And to say the to say the least, uh, I got whiskey dick. Shit wasn't working. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I'm sorry. Like this ain't gonna happen." And like keep in mind that this bitch speaks no English. She only speaks French. So she ended up getting she ended up getting like all butthurt about it and shit like that. She ended up lying. She ended up lying to the venue owner and the uh, sound guy and said that I tried to rape her. So then I go down. So then I go down to the uh, stage, and the motherfuckers from the venue have my passport and my wallet in their hand, and they're just like, "We called the cops. Fucking, you're not getting this back until the cops get here." Blah blah. blah this and that. The girl straight up runs towards me and tries to fucking hit me with a haymaker. Luckily, I was coherent enough to just like catch her hand. Yeah. But then, yeah, like I ended up like just waiting in the fucking bus or uh, the, the van at the time. And I ended up going to the bar where all where all of the uh, where everyone was at. Like my bass player came back. We ended up going to the bar and the bitch that said I raped her was fucking there. And like I, I like I went up to her and I was just like, you're telling these motherfuckers that I raped you and shit. You're full of shit. Everybody saw you whip your titties out at me in the green room. And she's just like, it's not my problem anymore. Like, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Uh, okay, bitch. Listen here. Worst fucking night of my life, dude. Yeah. It turns out that they ended up giving my passport and my wallet to uh, the bus driver of Memphis Mayfire, which used to be, like, a really good friend. He used to be the driver for Icy Stars, thank God. But, yeah. like, then, Maddie, then to go to the Maddie Mullins part of it, the next day we play a show in America, and Maddie Mullins comes up to me, and he just goes, it sucks that you almost had sex with a ch- with a chick that had her head shaved or some shit cuz the girl had like super short hair and uh i swear to god man like there was i can't remember what it was but like there was one time where like i was really drunk and Maddie Mullins was talking shit like i was cracking jokes and like Maddie Mullins was just like you just think you're so fucking funny don't you and like i literally dropped my backpack and fucking just gave him like i'm going to kill you eyes and like ever since that motherfucker has just avoided me like multiple times like walking walking down in between the buses and warp tour and shit like that and like maddie would be walking towards me and i'd see him like turn the corner and try to hide oh jeez like that kid because like dude i don't know man like when i when i was uh when i was like a fucking active alcoholic and like i had some rage in me dude like i, I was probably kind of a scary motherfucker like i oh, feared I no, like i feared nobody dude like terrified tried, of you i'm pretty sure i tried to like fight the the uh vocalist from thy art is murder and like this motherfucker is gigantic yes he is like yes he is like (laughs) six and a half foot tall like fucking 300 pounds and like i literally was just like about to scrap this dude like (laughs) obviously i would have gotten my ass beat but i like i I, I didn't fear shit dude fuck it (laughs) liquid courage yeah hell yeah dude okay it's pretty i was i was uh I was a loose cannon back in the day, but that's wild. <laughs> that's sick. Well, I'm just a normal ass dude. <laughs> What's your question, Kyle? Bro, after that story, I I don't know what I don't know what a fucking <laughs> I think I might just be done it. I mean that was 
fucking the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was great. It had everything I love. It had alcohol. It had titties. And it had fighting. <laughs> I can say no more. America. America. <laughs> and then, uh, Ireland, with all the with all the uh, drugs and alcohol, obviously there's just like the copious amounts of uh, one night stands that go along with it as well. Mm, fair enough. I and bet. to say like just to bring it up, even though you guys didn't ask it, the whole entire like thing like is it is it easier to like get chicks and stuff like when you're in a su- uh, successful band? Like the answer is yes. Like, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, I don't think that's a question. I think it's just, that's, that should be common sense. Obviously, fuck everyone the, knows who you are. For the it's sheer, for the sheer, like, for the sheer, like, diligence of the souls of of uh, like the females that I've been with in the past. Like, I, I'll just never reveal my number. Uh, to say the least, like, I've, I've just lost count. It's <laughs> fair enough. Good for you, honestly. Like, kudos, man. Well played. Well played, indeed. <laughs> very, it's a very big surprise it hasn't fallen off, to say the least. <laughs> At least you're not itching down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. I'm, ve- I'm very glad that that never happened as well. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Do you actually have a question, Kyle, or were you, were you, like, serious? Did I ever say I had a question? I don't... Did, did I? I don't well, remember. Your, uh, your, other, your second question. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I have some basic ass questions uh, that aren't fun, but like, who is your favorite band to tour with, my guy? Favorite band to tour with? Uh, we were always really, I mean, shit, honestly, probably the word alive. I mean, we toured so much that we just became really good friends. Um, I always loved touring with the word alive. And I also, we were really back in the day, we were really uh, cool with the guys in our last night as well. Word. That's dope. Uh, like, do you keep in contact with anyone that you either, either in IC stars with or, uh, anyone you toured with? Like, are you still cool with anyone or not really, man? Like, honestly, like that's kind of, that's the kind of thing, like a good term I like to use is like a, like, I I forgot where I heard it from, but it's kind of like single serving friend Connor. It's just like, it kind of seemed like once I was out of the band and shit like that, like no one really hit me up. Like, okay. The only person, the only person really like I had minor contact with was the uh, bass player from the word alive. And he ended up quitting the word alive and doing some shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, after a while, man, like it was more so like the people that I talked to was just like fans that hit me up and shit. Like there's this one kid that lives down in uh, North Carolina named, named uh, Thomas Alford that I actually ended up hanging out with a whole bunch after I was in the band and shit like that. And uh, yeah, man, at this point, it's more so just like if people hit me up, if they want advice on like writing songs or like what software to use and shit like that, like I'm kind of just like a music music engineer nerd nowadays. <laughs> You're easy to get a hold like, of now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the, uh, the guru people want to go to to, you know, uh, strengthen their sound. Yeah, for sure. And like, like I said, like if it's more so like making beats and like electronics is my specialty. Like if you're, if you're trying to ask me like how to get like good guitar tones and shit like that, like I'm not the guy to go to, but if you want some sick rap beats or like some sick beats for like pop, like get at me, I guarantee you that my prices are like the cheapest out there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do it for next to nothing. Dang. Okay. I'm I'm going to go into the future. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe at, at some point, 
tag my email and motherfuckers can get at me. I do that shit for like 20 bucks a track. <laughs> shit. That. 20 bucks a track. Easy. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll have all your uh, your shit in uh, the description and all that. Oh, cool, yeah. Cool. 100%. First up. Hell yeah. I was going to ask you a question. What What is all this stuff you got in the back there on the shelves? Like, are those oh, those, him? Are those, oh, those little like bobblehead things? Me or him? Yeah, Robbie. Yeah, oh, yeah. me. Okay, yeah. so those are just uh, those are just uh, Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Okay. Yeah, they're not like bobbleheads or anything, but each oh, one. Oh yeah. I was wondering what those things were. Like, I feel like I've seen them at GameStop and shit before. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, they're just little like action figures, but okay. yeah, nothing, nothing crazy about them. Uh, one of them is uh the main character from like the PUBG game. Um, the other one is Shadow the Hedgehog. And then this Ooh. one is the uh, the SpongeBob from the Sweet Victory episode where they were <laughs> all in a band together. Yeah, you may be you may be My the only films. other person that I know that that used to fuck with Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, dude, that was that was the first console like, that I actually like played on, mm-hmm. even before I got my N sixty four. Dude, I fucking I fuck fucking love, I spent hours in the Chao Garden. <laughs> yep, yep. I I have I just bought that game maybe like two months ago. It's on Steam now, so I can play it on PC. Um, I'm about to download that shit tonight. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like 10, 15 bucks, but it was so worth it. Uh, yeah, to, Shadow, give you, to give you like a, to give you a slight thing of like where my gaming is at as far as like I just now this year played Batman Arkham City. Like that's okay. how far. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah if I played on my iMac and it's only like twenty or thirty bucks. Sure, but yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't buying yeah. a PS4 and buying hundred dollar games. Fuck that. Oh no, <laughs> no. There's a there's a lot of those like. Those actually, uh, Steam once in a while will do like Dreamcast sales where they'll take like games like Sonic Adventure 2 or Crazy Taxi and they'll do a whole sale on that entire bundle. So, I, 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 Steam has a lot of my money and I'm okay with it. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I just, I like all the classics. Um, I play, I've been playing a lot of like GameCube games recently um using emulators and stuff and that's just kind of been my kick so do you ever go do you ever go as far as back as like games from like sega genesis and shit like streets of rage oh, yeah. and golden axe mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. i actually have a copy of golden axe so oh, yeah. it's 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 wonderful but yeah i i mean i still play games like call of duty and shit like that but you know i, I can't i can't let go of the classics like i have I went far enough to download every single GameCube game that was ever released in the States. And it takes up like half a terabyte of storage on my computer. Like I have every single one of them. I don't play them. I mean, I play some of them, but I haven't gone through the entire list, but I I have them because I I needed it for science. For science. For For my mental health. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For mental health. But a lot of the other stuff that I have back here, it's all just like like these three boxes are just like from part of my setup. And then I've got a lot of trinkets and shit that I've collected over the years. And I just I like shiny things. And if I see that I want it, I just I buy it. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I do the same thing. Like some of the some of the uh, like VST plugins and shit I use, like because all the all the equipment that I use now or that I use now is all bought. But like I'll have like my little like Omnisphere Spectre, like it's like a synth or whatever. Like I have like a little box sitting there just so like people know it's legit and shit. I'm like, I yeah. got my serial numbers, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just 
I, I when I because I started building like Lego sets and stuff and I knew that I wanted something to like put on my shelves for, you know, behind the camera or whatever you want to call it. Um, And then I just started putting up everything that just kind of filled the space and it just works. Oh, yeah. So. Well, shit, man, I don't mean to dip out on you guys, but my dog is barking to get let out. So no, you're good, man. We appreciate you being here. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming out tonight. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll hit you guys again, up on Discord. Yeah, well what a dude that dude. was that was a really good that was fucking awesome i had yeah, one more question epic. but he already answered it if the record label needed him to maintain an image and it seemed like yeah. that yeah they they did yeah. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say a couple of the questions that i had were pretty much gone through yeah and story time so we'll have we're, to we're done recording no 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 <laughs> we'll have to get him on again <laughs> And yeah. um, yeah, because he's got some killer fucking stories. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm more than likely going to hit him up in the next week or two for some DMCA free tracks because yeah. that's I bet. right up my alley. Yeah, like it's that I was like, oh, big brain play, like brain beats. Yeah, exactly. Intro jingle. Yep. Well, that oh. was that was a great fucking episode. He told his side of the story and um. You know, told some crazy stories, him choking Austin Carlisle and ready to fucking beat Maddie Mullen's yeah. ass. And oh, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of middle school memories came up when he started talking about some of the people that he worked with. Yeah, so I mentioned Chiotos, and I'm like, as soon as he said Chiotos, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> but, You're fangirling, Kyle. What? What? <laughs> They're fangirling. I'm fangirling. No, they. No. Oh, I thought he said. I thought he <clears throat> said Kyle's fangirl. I'm like, what? That's what I heard yeah. first. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have any other topic to talk about. I don't. Do you guys? Yeah. I don't have any content. Really, I'll be really honest. <laughs> you uh, you have anything, Kyle? I already said no, I don't have any content. <laughs> you sure you don't have anything you want to say? Yeah. Are you sure? Nothing okay. at all. <laughs> Anything? Uh, Bueller? I mean, I'm going to be 100% um, real with you guys right now. I got to piss so bad. Like, okay. My, my, my kidneys hurt. All right, Kyle, okay. go, pee, go pee. Go we'll, pee. We'll keep going. Go pee, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah, you just yep, go do your business, buddy. I thought he was uh, in his boxers for a second. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I kind of double take and I, I shouldn't have. Uh, but I would also like to point out, I know I talked about this at the beginning of this episode, but, uh, I would like to table Dick for just a moment and point out the fact that I got a brand new graphics card and Alex still has not. So boom. The Dick has been tabled. Yes. Hey, they took my money for the brand new graphics card. Yeah. And gave it right back to you. They said, sorry, you're not good enough. I got it delivered. So yeah, he's not getting anything like, delivered. Yeah. I got it delivered within like 48 yeah. hours. So it's it's just DiGiorno, not delivery. Yeah, yeah. So I I just wanted to wanted to spice it up a little bit, but yeah, man, that no. was a fucking. He's a super cool dude, and like, yeah. you know, I mean, I I mean, I know you guys know about it, but for the viewers and listeners that don't, uh, I struggled with addiction for a really long time, and I'm gonna be seven years clean in April, so that's pretty cool. Um, but a lot of the stuff that he was talking about, like recovering from addiction and things like that, like that, that really hit me. And that's why I kind of 
stepped back for a minute was like just some of the stuff that he was mentioning about you know living that lifestyle like obviously i'm not a music person by any means but i lived that addictive lifestyle and having that addictive gene and you know going through all that like i totally understood that so you know some of the shit that he was kind of pulling out i was like damn like i i can really relate to some of this stuff and i guess as like a a fame comparison or a popularity comparison i don't really know how you want to label it but um it it goes to show that it like even through all the bad shit and all the good shit like people can still connect on a lot of different things so i thought that was pretty dope and you know it, it shows that he's just like a genuine dude just getting his life back together and i don't know i I thought that was pretty cool yeah like, he he kind of like I, what 10 out of 10 in my book yeah, he kind of breaks um <laughs> <clears throat> the fourth wall a lot and mm-hmm. um gives you a look into like hey i had all this shit like going on and this is not really what a downfall was but this is mm-hmm. what led to the ultimate decision and like like he said at first he was salty but he totally fucking gets it now um oh yeah i do agree the band could have probably went about it a lot better that was that was shitty very oh, shitty yeah. how it happened but um yeah talking to people that have, have been on what do you say jimmy kimmel and mm-hmm. all this shit and from like the interviews and stuff that i've watched with with him and the band it, he started out super young like yeah you know Mm-hmm. having that kind of fame and developing like a alcohol addiction and whatever the hell else it's mm-hmm. it's bound to happen when you're just kind of flung into like like he said when he was sitting in the record label owner's house he's like holy fuck this is happening you know yep. it's yep and those and those really you know those really hard habits that can quite literally control your life you know those are really easy to fall into very young and when you're just in that environment, like, and people just literally hand shit to you, it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy to yeah. fall into it. And for some people, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to do this, or like, I want to get high, or I want to get really fucked up. Like, it's, for some people, it's not about that. It's more like somebody is offering me something. I don't want to say no, but I've never done this before. Right that's what can kind of like lead into everything else. Like it becomes a spiraling effect. So, uh, like I said, you know, it was, episode. it was, it was really cool. I, I thought he was a cool dude. So yeah. Good oh, yeah. And he asked me questions about my stuff. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that so, was a bad time for me to come back because without all the context, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So, uh, it's all right. Got anything you want to talk about, buddy? Kyle, I mean, I guess talk, are you guys talking about what I discussed with you like yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Literally, I was I, I was very oblivious. You go. Uh, go with the floor. so. Don't what? Huh? He's nervous. Uh, I'm... He's stalling. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this is gonna be about the most I've ever talked on the show. So, with sadness. But, I mean, a bittersweet thing is about to happen. So, for the uh, near future, I will be leaving uh, the podcast due to uh, some things in my own life. Uh, and there's some things I want to do. And there's just some things I got to work out. Uh, I, one is, you know, 
I want to pay some more attention to my company. And if that means giving up some hobbies and things I like doing, especially with some of my best friends, uh, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, it's not like I still, I'm not going to talk to these guys every single day when I wake up from when I go to sleep, things like that. But for now, uh, quiet Kyle will uh, be no more for a little bit. Uh, but of course, in on the weekends, uh, I mean, you, could, you guys can still catch me at twitch.tv forward slash casual underscore Sasquatch. So shame myself for motion, don't care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just some things I, uh, I got to deal with personally and uh, just some changes in my life that are happening. So uh, maybe I'll be back. Maybe it's only temporary. Maybe I'll just come on as a guest every once in a while. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's what you guys wanted me to talk about. But yep. no, we wanted you to talk about your porn addiction. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, guys, I have yeah. a raging hentai. All problem. right, so that was leftovers <laughs> at midnight. Whatever fucking episode with uh, uh, Zach Johnson, aka Zachy J, former unclean singer, screamer dude from Icy Stars and Outer Glow. Um, super cool dude. All of his links and everything are going to be in the little box below us. I don't know if it's still called the description or not. Um. Yeah, so be sure to check him out. Get some beats made, like I said, like 20 bucks a track. Super cheap. Um, do your thing. Uh, go support him. Uh, same way we've all supported him throughout the years. Yeah. And uh, yep. with uh, that being said, uh, Quiet Kyle, we love you. Um, you we're not going to forget that you were part of this show. Um, but there is potential for... Um, just a three-man show for a little bit. Maybe a four-man. Depends. Might just be a threesome. Who knows? Threesome, foursome. Eh, either yeah. or. But, you know, let it let it be known that whether it remains a three-man show after this or whether a fourth or even fifth person comes in, that we're not replacing Kyle. We're right. just filling another chair. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, should be, that should be kind of the tone that's set. Like, we're not replacing you. We're just filling a different chair. So... Like, moral of the story, dude, you've always got a spot. You're one of the leftovers of Midnight, so. Uh, you can you can stop before I start crying now. That's, like, <laughs> No, but I love these guys, and, uh, you know, whoever you guys bring on, I mean, they're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. This show's going to be great. And, I mean, my name's Quiet Kyle. It, I mean, I'll always be here in a spirit of some sort. Literally, just... Tape a picture to me on your on someone's other monitor. Tape picture me to your desk, guys. I will be there. Just in 480p quality. <laughs> I prefer 144, but okay. Same thing. Anytime there's dead air, it's Kyle. Yep. yep. 144p <laughs> quality with a mic that keeps peaking. Oh hell sorry. yeah! Always peak. If you <laughs> if you're not peaking, you're really not living life to the edge. Yep. All right, everybody. Mm. Uh, you got anything to say? Nope. Just uh, don't forget to microwave your toaster strudels. Put those things in a toaster. Toaster pop tarts. Yep. I don't want to live on the surface anymore. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Kyle's a bitch.